What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we need to send a shout-out and a thank you to Rainman, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Council level. He's also one of our excellent mods during our live streams, so thank you so much, Rainman. And we need to send a thank you to Grogu himself, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Master level. What? I know, I know, very exciting. He's on my shirt! <laughs> thank you so much, Grogu. And uh, this is another reminder that... For the past few Q&As, we've been sponsoring the Hyper Toy Drive. Uh, there's more information down in the description if you want to check that out. Uh, it's basically an Amazon wish list uh, that you will send a Star Wars toy to Toys for Tots. And it's a, a good cause during the giving season, so go check that out. Our first question comes from Big Ugly Jedi, oh, who asks, What we think is the best possible outcome for the Tython scenario? So, yeah, Din sits Grogu down on the seeing stone at the top of a mountain as part of an old Jedi temple on Tython, and the point is that Grogu is going to choose his own destiny, reach out to someone else, uh, maybe a Jedi. I mean, Ahsoka was like, Ahsoka seemed to hint that, yeah, a Jedi could come looking for him, and so everyone's kind of speculating on the Jedi that is going to find him. My hope right now is that Grogu chooses Din. Yeah, I, I'm so confused by what's going to happen here, because whatever Grogu sees, how is he going to then, like, tell that to Din? That's true. Or, or make any kind of, like, connection, like, all right, see you, bye, or I choose you. Uh, You know, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, like, really... I don't know how this is all going to play out if we even get to Tython this season. Um, I'm definitely not like holding on to this expectation. Like in my mind, I'm like, I think this would be really nice if instead of saying I want to go train as a Jedi, like I want you, dad, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Best case scenario, Grogu won't get on the stone unless Din sits on it with him Aww. and he sits in his lap. That's super cute. Well, I do the way you say how is this going to be communicated to Din and to us because the or Din is basically the eyes and ears of the audience. Mm -hmm. um, he is learning a lot of the same things we are. So, yeah, you might be right. Maybe he sits on the stone. I like the idea that even if he isn't a Jedi, if he's not strong in the Force, but the Force can still give him a vision. Grogu sits down and just pats next to him. Like, you sit too. I like that idea. But, I mean, so people are throwing around all sorts of names of, of who could possibly hear this call uh, through the, st the seeing stone. Obviously, we've, we've heard Luke, we've heard Quinlan Voss, Cal Kestis, Ezra. Those are the big four I've heard. Could be someone new. Barisafi, because sure. she's always out there somewhere. <laughs> she's, she's somewhere. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting. We talked about this a little bit before, but we may not even see this happen in this season. I I kind of like the idea that, A, they go straight to Tython instead of doing like, it's another side quest mission. It's like, and of course, we're filming this Wednesday before the episode comes out Friday. So we are guessing uh, it's just a lot to do a review and a live stream and the Q&A in the same day for all that. Um, but I kind of like the idea that maybe Grogu sits down and like the force makes him take naps 
So maybe he gets like put out of commission because he's seeing things and then uh, Moff Gideon shows up and Grogu's not awake to help. Mm. I, th- I think that could be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I want to see Moff Gideon again. I just... I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen on on Tython. It could be like a a whole another standalone episode. Um, since we did hear some rumblings that this is gonna be a short one, like just o- just over thirty minutes, I think. So I, I don't know. Um, but what's your best case scenario long term? If is it a Jedi? Is it Den? Who do you want Grogu to reach out to? Um, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, like. It would be interesting if he sat on the stone and like was able to communicate with a familiar force ghost maybe that Yeah, force ghost is also another option people have thrown around. Yeah, and you know, maybe it's someone familiar to the audience and we learn who may have saved him and we see that person and they kind of have a little mm. one-sided conversation, yeah. I guess. That's that's one way to get the word to the audience about what is happening on on this seeing stone. So I'll I'll go go with that. Yeah. I think why I'm setting on Din so much is that I really like this idea that in the episode Sanctuary, he's like, I have to leave the kid. A life with me is no life for him. And like, I, I like the idea that Grogu chooses Din and he stops becoming like Din's mission, but his actual like, oh, you are my family. Mm-hmm. And like, now I need to address my own lifestyle and how that all works. I think that'd be a nice way to end the season. Putting Alex on the spot a little bit here. Uh, Dason Flores wants to know why you wanted the sequel trilogy to connect more to the books and comics, but want The Mandalorian to be its own thing. I think I'm I'm feeling like some emotional whiplash here and I'm I keep trying to like set my expectations for just how Star Wars as a whole is working. And when we're when we started like with the sequel trilogy and The Mandalorian wasn't even on our radar yet and we have these books and comics and most of them were written to support the movies. Uh you had things like Phasma or uh Catalyst and they kept doing books that were about the sequels, mm-hmm. comics too. And then you watch the movies and they really didn't relate to those books and comics at all. And I was like, I thought that was the point of this whole thing. Well, I feel like the books and comics were filling in a few gaps here and there. They were. So, they, yeah. And like the movies were written first and then the books were written. It sounds more like like Phasma, for example, uh phasma doesn't get a whole lot to do in the last jedi so they were like why don't we write a book her book was amazing right i love the book and the comic as well but that those stories made me think kind of the opposite that oh phasma is going to be a big deal Mm. in this one and uh i don't know i i just kind of had this expectation of when they wiped away legends everything is going to like drive towards the same goal and it didn't really happen with the sequels. And also the sequels are by nature going to connect back with other stories because they're sequels. Um, so when that didn't really happen and we got to The Mandalorian and I was kind of like, you know, I'm ready to move on from the Skywalker saga and let's just do some new stuff that doesn't have to connect to everything else. Mm-hmm. 
but now it feels like they've figured it out a lot more <laughs> and it just took them a few years. Yeah, I mean, it it's weird because The Mandalorian season one, yes, brand new stuff from the Star Wars universe that we had never seen or experienced before, really. I mean, a few th- familiar things, but I feel like maybe we were just being naive thinking that as the series went on, it wouldn't connect with the Jedi and we wouldn't see these familiar characters pop up. I, I just, it didn't cross my mind that we would get so many connections in season two. Sure. And it's what really helped me like turn around and accept <laughs> what, what they were doing. I was, I was like, Star Wars Rebels does the exact same thing. Uh, season one, very much a standalone and yeah, occasionally 3PO or R2 would pop up. But season two, here's Ahsoka, here's Rex, season three, here's Thrawn, like, here's Mon Mothma. And it gets more and more into the larger story. And I'm like, I guess I had trained myself after the sequels and all those books and comics to be like, okay, maybe everything's a little compartmentalized. And sometimes they'll bring in something from the books, but not a whole lot. And sometimes it'll connect with the comics, but not a whole lot. And now it's like, No, these live action shows are very much going to be connected to, especially the animated shows, it seems like. But also, yeah, Cobb Vanth. Uh, And, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Luke does show up. Um, I still think that's like a... You're going to run into people who don't like his interpretation. Some are going to love him, some won't. And But that's when you're dealing with a character that's over 40 years old, people are going to be like you got to do this right and it won't be right for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting either way. Um yeah, if Luke shows up just like Ahsoka, there will be people that love it to death, there will be people that don't love it so much, and then there'll be people in between. I think yeah, like you said, any character that's been around for this long when they bring them back younger and and try to fill in something that we didn't see before it's it can get a little dicey Mm -hmm. i mean it would take i think some getting used to for me if they were to like get sebastian stan to do young luke and i'm like yeah he looks exactly like him i get it uh but i would still just be like i don't know about this but i said the same thing about alden ehrenreich thought he did a great job um it's just one of those things to mentally get over and i'm doing it I'm doing it. He's doing a but great job. One other thing I wanted to say is like we had the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars gives us so much extra context for the universe at that time that I think was badly needed. I think the sequel trilogy could also really use that. And even what little they have shown us of the New Republic, I'm like, thank you. Like I get it a little more. That was just swept under the rug in The Force Awakens. And that was one of the big things where i was like what the hell <laughs> yeah we got a little taste of it in like resistance and and that was really cool but yeah I, i'm i'm really digging getting little bits and pieces of that now mm-hmm. and and the mandalorian could very much be one of those series that is like okay we're gonna give you a lot of extra context here and there but mostly we're telling this story about din and grogu and as long as that is the emotional core i'm good I'm good to go. Flash Turtle and Buck Earl both ask if the Jedi is setting up further appearances for Ahsoka and Thrawn, or will it be spun off into its own series? I think my hope 
right now is spinoff. Yeah. I mean, unless they really do a good job connecting, like, Gideon to Thrawn uh, and somehow bringing Thrawn into the story of Mandalorian season two. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like after that episode, we probably weren't going to see Ahsoka again. They kind of, I, I feel like they visually communicated she is walking off into the sunset, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if we saw her again, certainly, but it, to me, it felt like, all right, that's it. She, she did the big name drop of Thrawn. And I think that would be, like we've talked before, the perfect backdoor pilot for that story. I don't know how we're going to get it animated, live action. Um, but yeah. And there have been rumors of a live action Ahsoka series. And I think that makes more sense, mostly because I'm like, the Mandalorian already has a lot going on. Um, we've like, we barely touch on Gideon every season uh, as it is. So if we're also throwing Grand Admiral Thrawn in here before we really get to know what Gideon wants, what he's up to, what are the dark troopers for, how to get the dark saber, like <laughs> th- that's already so much. And when the seasons are only eight episodes long, uh, if if they were to say, "Hey, season three is going to be twenty two episodes," I'd be like, "Go for it." Mm-hmm. Um, but with such a focused story, I think it makes more sense to say, "Like, okay, this was our introduction of Ahsoka into live action, and soon maybe we'll get an announcement for a full on show about her and Thrawn." I I think that makes a little more sense. Yeah, right now the only character that I see. Most likely popping up again, but is because of the dark saber, Bo-Katan. For sure, her. I, I really, you, I want you know. I know you want Cobb Vance to come back. Come on, buddy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to see the frog parents again. See how they're doing. <laughs> you know, we we all want things. I mean, I think that I think we'll probably do a similar like babies in trouble, assemble the crew uh, instead of just grief and Cara Dune and there's no Quill or IG-11 so get Bo-Katan I, I would kind of love it if he brought the armor back to Cobb Vanth and was like time to suit up buddy and if he were like this is the way and like he he got over kind of that aspect of like you can't have this armor hmm. uh, I think that would be a really cool touch yeah because otherwise what's he gonna do with it I don't know I guess he's just is he actually, just hoping do, hold on that's a that's a question later okay <laughs> Tim Peacock wants to know if Grogu should be trained at all. I I just wanted to kind of broach this because I think it's really interesting what Ahsoka said about like, let his powers fade. And the fact that if he isn't trained, maybe they will just go away despite his M count and the fact that he is a Yoda species and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, yeah, everything Ahsoka said made it seem like it was a pretty bad idea because of his attachment and he's got some, some pretty serious PTSD uh, and his memory's really dark and, you know, he's, he's gone through a lot, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of want him to still be able to use the force. Oh, me too, for sure. But I don't want him to be like formally trained by anyone because I want him to stick with Din. That's so true. Like I, I don't see that. That's kind of the thing. 
if Luke or Ezra, if anyone shows up, it's like, well, they have to start being part of the crew, part of the main cast. Because I just think that this show ends emotionally <laughs> with the baby leaving. Uh, that That's just kind of how I see it going. Um, so, so maybe a Jedi will show up at the end. Maybe it's in season three. But yeah, I just... I, I'm fine with him being trained, but I just don't know if I see it happening in the series itself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, talking about like the very end of the series being when we finally say goodbye to Grogu, I would almost rather him... I've said before I don't want to see the homeworld of the Yoda species, but I would almost rather him be like given back to his people instead of the Jedi. Um, I mean, obviously, I've been arguing for that for a year now. Uh, I will say, and I don't remember the artist. Uh, I will try to. I'll try to find it, throw it up here, and link to them. You talking about the older Grogu? Uh huh. With the, with, ball? with the pauldron and the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, that was really nice. Like that really. That hit me uh, (laughs) of like him learning about attachment and how to let go. Yeah. Uh, But all those nice little touches of like he still had the necklace and the ball and uh, his father's pauldron on. Yeah. That was really cool. It's so upsetting to think about like, yeah, he's going to definitely (laughs) outlive Din and any other friends that he makes. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Poor little guy. But I think that's a great message of showing how someone can learn to overcome the fear of loss and losing those you love. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that necessarily because he has attachments, he, he would be a bad Jedi because I think we see in the Clone Wars so many times that it's Anakin's like compassion for those that he loves that really saves the day. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that the Jedi just kind of took things way too far from like, yeah, you can have attachments, just like don't let yourself fear to lose them so hard that you'll do anything to stop it. Right. Uh, like they they don't nurture that stuff. They, yeah. Instead, it's just like no attachments. Yeah. Anakin was with Padme, but like what really drove him over the edge was the idea of being able to save her from dying. And he just like straight up went to the dark side mm-hmm. in order to to maybe make that happen. And they wouldn't... I don't think he would have gone that route if he felt comfortable going to the Jedi Order and being like, hi, I made an attachment, sorry. Uh, <laughs> how do we work through this? No, he was like, if I tell them I made an attachment, I'm getting kicked out. Yeah. And, you know, who who knows how they would have reacted. But, I mean, Obi-Wan would have been like, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mustafarian asks if non-forced users can help train force users. I thought this was an interesting kind of continuation of what we just talked about. What if uh, Grogu, I, I want to keep calling him Baby Yoda, but I'm like, we have a name now. I'm trying to get used to it. Yeah. And I, it has it's grown like, on me quite a bit. The more I use it, the more I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's <laughs> a little karate move. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're still a little defensive. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. If he were to choose Din, but we also do want him to keep his abilities in the Force. Like, I mean, I don't think that Din can really nurture what the child needs, especially in his line of work. But in general, I definitely think that there are people like Laura Santeca, 
uh, people who know the force, even if they can't use it. Maz Kanata, she can technically use the force, um, but again, she's not a Jedi. Like, yeah, I was gonna say Maz Kanata because she has. She uses a- the force in the novelization of the Force Awakens, but they cut that out. So it's I don't know. It's a little bit of a gray area now. Yeah, but she has a really nice moment with Ray, telling her about how the force works and just giving her some really solid advice and so i i think yes is the answer to this question but den being that person i'm not sure yeah uh and this this also just made me think of uh the thrawn books the skywalkers the young girls um they have these caretakers but most of them don't uh know how to relate to the girls at all but in uh, chaos rising there's a caretaker who was a Skywalker and she's really able to nurture her, her new Skywalker, this young girl. And so she's not force sensitive anymore, but she understands it and is still able to help this girl. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think you have to be force sensitive to understand like what it means to be a Jedi necessarily and have that connection. I I do want to point out, like I don't think that a non force sensitive would be able to train the baby how to make a, rock float um but more just like mentally uh the the kind of now i'm being distracted (laughs) mentally the mindset that you need to continue nurturing the force i think that a non-force sensitive could help out with that well we know he knows how to float balls right but and rocks I, i don't know if din could change him how to force push he's like i don't know do this or like pull or whatever (laughs) get your butt out of the shot (laughs) that's it for patron questions if you're a patron but you didn't see your question answered here just head over to patreon where we're going to leave you a written response bear with us because during the mandalorian we've been getting so many questions and we're at like 200 now on wednesday just for this week so it's gonna take a while but we'll do it um, if you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content, like audio commentaries for the films. And we're doing audio com- commentaries for all of the Mandalorian episodes right now, and we're all caught up except for yesterday's episode. That'll be out very soon. On to YouTube questions. Matthew Kelly asks, if Grogu's former master could have become an Inquisitor, who spared him? <laughs> I think that's a lot of extra steps to take. Uh, and also the chances of any Jedi becoming an Inquisitor are pretty low. We we don't know of that many Inquisitors yet out of like the 10,000 Jedi that there were. Mm-hmm. So I think it's unlikely. However, I wanted to, th- this was in line with a bunch of memes I've seen going around of like Anakin texting Grogu and be like, don't go to the Jedi Temple tomorrow. Aww. Or <laughs> just like coming across Grogu and like being like, you're too cute. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know about that. It just seemed to fit in line of like maybe his maybe someone he knew became an inquisitor and was just like get out of here Grogu, go, run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, someone saved him and hid him away it sounds like. So, I don't know about that. I got to I keep bringing up like memes and fan art and stuff, but I just I saw a really funny picture of uh, Quinlan Voss like diving out of a window. Uh, holding Grogu. I'll try to put that up too. I gotta like find all these links. <laughs> <laughs> Lord One Enderman asks what Din has done with Boba Fett's armor. 
<laughs> I kind of like get this sense that Den is just a hoarder. I mean, he we didn't know that he had Zero's like chassis left over the droid. Yeah. Uh, for an entire season. <laughs> I mean, I I think he's probably just expecting to run back into the armorer at some point and give it to her. That would be my guess. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he knows what to do with it. I and think he just knew that that man is not Mandalorian and he doesn't deserve it. And I, by creed, I have to take it. So yeah, I think that's maybe the best guess is like, I'll just take this to the armor, mm-hmm. my cult leader. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't know that at the time. So that's, I, I do really like this idea that he just gives it back to Cobb or maybe he tries and Boba Fett's like, not so fast. I don't know. <laughs> I've been looking for this. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> The guy who makes videos wants to know if Thrawn could be working for the Chiss instead of the Empire at this point in time. I don't get the sense that he is, but I'm also very confused as to what his motivations are. Like, I, his initial motivations were to team up with the Empire in case someone attacked the Chiss Ascendancy, and then the Empire would see, like, oh, well, this is in our interest as well to help them out. And the Empire's gone. So, I don't know. Maybe Thrawn just thinks that the New Republic is too weak, too fledgling to help out. Maybe he doesn't think they have the strength. And he's like, I'm better off just rebuilding the Empire. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to see Thrawn and see him like answering to too many people. Um but it would be very interesting if they, if if when we see Thrawn come back, uh, there are other Chiss around. Mm, that would be dope. Like, uh, what what's her name? Aralani. Aralani. And Eli Vanto. Mm-hmm. That yep, that'd be super cool. If we're talking book characters, and we're if I'm we're if we're bringing super Thrawn back, here for it. <laughs> I would love that. Um, but. I am tempering my expectations quite a bit. Really, what I think is going to happen is that I, I don't, I've always thought that book Thrawn and TV Thrawn have been very different. Mm-hmm. Um, when Thrawn was introduced in Rebel season three, like the very first thing they say is like, oh, Thrawn that like bombarded and blew up this city. And then Timothy Zahn writes the the prequel book about that. And it wasn't actually Thrawn, it was uh, Governor Price, and like, no, Thrawn is like this noble guy, and I think Timothy Zahn writes him to have like these clear motivations, some honorable motivations, and the show always kind of treated him as just a villain, mm-hmm. and that's how he was in the original uh, Thrawn trilogy. He was the bad guy, but over time, I think Timothy Zahn has made him more and more sympathetic, and I just don't know that the series is going to pay attention to that. I think that they're probably just going to treat him as a villain. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I would kind of prefer after what they did with him in Rebels. Yeah. I mean, I think it's at least more consistent with what has been shown in the in the animated series. So I'm not expecting these big connections with the books when it comes to Thrawn. Would love it if it happened. Um, what I do think would be cool and i usually say like "Ah, i don't really want adaptations i don't want to see a story again that i already know very well but rook his bodyguard is still canon 
and I would not mind at all if they kept... I love Thrawn's death in uh, the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. the Legends trilogy. So if they were to do that, find some way to do that very closely, I'd like that a lot. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion and get a guaranteed answer. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.